Hey everyone, this is uh, Coach Hall of TH Hoops here in Orange County, California. I'm excited to join Ryan and Terrell for this episode as we take an inside look into AAU basketball. For more exciting sports content, you should continue to listen to Water Break Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Cavan and I'm here with my co-host Terrell Thurlgood. What's up everybody? We want to welcome you to Water Break. Here on our show, we are going to have conversations with each other, as well as with a variety of other guests who are just as involved and as passionate about sports as we are. From professional athletes, to coaches, to college players trying to make it big, to the high school athlete trying to earn that scholarship, and everyone in between. Whether you're a coach, player, or just a fan, we are here to have unique dialogue and perspectives on topics we have thought about, talked about, and are now excited to bring to you. So be sure to stick around, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're using right now, and get ready to relax and take a water break. All right, so we're joined here today with a a special guest, um, super special. He's our first guest. First one. First guest. He's going to make an appearance today, and uh, someone that uh, you guys have never met before. And um, we're excited. We've uh, we've known him now. I've kn- we've known him for about three years now, and um, we're excited to uh, delve into the conversation. We're talking today. We're talking AAU basketball with uh, Coach Troy Hall. He's the coach of uh, TH Hoops, Pro- TH Hoops uh, program here, and um, that's an AAU program here in Orange County, California. And Coach Hall has been coaching for 27 years. And uh, he's been coaching since 2006. He's had players go on to the collegiate level, and he's a uh, passionate. He's an exciting coach. He, his players uh, speak very highly of him, and uh, we're excited to talk to him today about AAU basketball. So welcome to the show, Coach Hall. Thanks for having me, guys. We appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. We're, I'm uh, humble. <laughs> he's I am humble. He's very, <laughs> he's very humble. humble. And... Uh, he's uh he's he's pretty animated and uh exciting to talk to so i'm excited uh we got to talk to him a little bit before the show and uh we are ready we are we are ready we are ready for the far away guys far away (laughs) far away ready for the discussion well since you're speaking of fire coach hall here we're gonna start with a little rapid fire questions i like how you did that right yeah i appreciate (laughs) i appreciate that you see how we just segue right yeah we see how we just move into that (laughs) like that and uh, these are just some random questions and uh we have not we've not given you these already we haven't given these to you yet but we want to just ask you some questions the first thing that comes to your mind all right okay so me and t will go every other here coach hall what is your favorite type of food uh, seafood. Okay. All right, here we go. Late night dinner, Denny's or IHOP? Denny's, wide variety. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah, I the, like that yeah. too. Two, four, six, eight yeah, menu. That's you me. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. All right, favorite winter Olympic sport? Skiing, for sure. Skiing. Okay. Yeah. Who would you say, Coach, is the greatest leader ever? The greatest leader ever? ever has to be i get one choice or two i'll go uh gosh nelson mandela's in my ear um that's a good choice uh, yeah. great mahatma leader. gandhi is that gandhi oh yeah two two, two. I, thought two. Gonna, I thought you were gonna yeah. go with the basketball leader it's um it's about the humanity that's right mm-hmm. you know it's all about the humanity and uh i think that that kind of creates all of our prisms yeah well this one's not on here but since we're talking about leader um Who's the greatest leader as a coach that you've seen? Uh, Mike Krzyzewski, Mike if I'm pronouncing it wrong, is an excellent mm. reader of yep. young people. He is truly accountable. He's, uh, he's prepared. Yep. Um, and he can transition with the modern player or each level of player that he's had decade over decade. I think that makes him great. Yeah. That's that's a great answer. And if you didn't pronounce it right, you pronounce it better than I could. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's a tough one. Yeah. And it's not phonetically able to help you. Either. No, 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 no. All right, here we go. Next question. Um, what's the best sports movie? I like, um, what's the one with uh, Denzel Washington? It's um, Remember the Titans? Remember the Titans is so 
is so dear to me in that I'm from Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that team mm-hmm. was from northern from Northern Virginia that came to southeastern Virginia, uh, Tidewater area where I'm from, mm-hmm. and very solid group. Yeah. Very solid group. Yeah. That was we we great had movie. we we had a quick little episode about that. Yeah. And great movie. Both of us picked that as yeah. our number one great sports movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy that. Fantastic a lot. movie. Favorite athlete. Muhammad Ali. Ooh. Man, that's a good choice. The greatest. <laughs> that's a great choice. The greatest. Um, pancakes or waffles? Wow, depending on the day, it's probably waffles. <laughs> probably waffles. <laughs> waffles. Are you a chicken and waffles fan? I am. Yeah, I can enjoy yeah, I like, it. I like chicken yeah, and waffles. Me too. Yeah. I can enjoy it. What about uh, when you're watching a movie, comedy or thriller? Comedy. <laughs> comedy. I think I'm with yeah, you on that comedy. one too. Yeah, I'm, comedy. Yeah, comedy. Um, here we go. Last one. Favorite action star, or which action star do you prefer, Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Rambo. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Not going with the Terminator. No, there. not going with the Terminator. No, I'll stick with Stallone. That's right. Stallone. I like that. I like that. Well, awesome. We are gonna transition here and we we brought coach hall on here he's been in the aau world for for years now really and me and t this is something we've talked about that really intrigues us mm-hmm. having this conversation and there are so many opinions about aau basketball coach hall there are so many people who have great things to say about it and if we're being frank there are a lot of people who have negative things to say about it as well yeah. and so we want to hear from you someone who's been in that arena for a long time who has a great perspective on it yes and uh, we we want to hear your opinions and your thoughts and and i think some of our listeners will really enjoy because it's something that's i mean it's it's a talked about subject for sure and i i don't think it's something that's really brought up in sports conversations uh as far as on tv or on podcasts really this is something that's not really talked about much and so we we really want to hear from you so with that being said um we're going to have T. T's going to lead us in with our, our first question here. And uh, this one may take a little bit, but take, take as long as you want. And we'll uh, maybe give some feedback here with this question. Yeah. So uh, you talked about you, you grew up in Virginia in the Tidewater area. Um, just talk a little bit about you told us before the show. You told us, you know, your, your, uh, a little bit about your parents and your, and your upbringing. Just tell us a little bit about, you know, how life was like in Virginia and, and how you grew up. I grew up in a community called uh, Cavalier Manor. And uh, Cavalier Manor is a suburb of Portsmouth, Virginia. And Portsmouth is about two to three miles from Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the community is a military holding spot, for lack of better explanation. Okay. It's a naval base. A Norfolk naval um, yard is um nato station there as well mm-hmm. um so in my community um i don't know if you remember a movie cuba gooding jr um was the star of this movie with a scott with a um um he was a diver so mr Bashur. well bottom line we had great great um neighbors like mr Bashur. he was the first black um i think they're divers they're they're um gosh Cuba Gooding starred in this movie the guy lost his legs later in the movie um but he was a mm. I don't know what you call these guys but they they are tanked up and they go down for the for the navy and they 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 search for things it's it's a very popular movie and I apologize for not remembering the movie That's but right, he's looking uh, up right now Men of Honor Men of Honor yeah. there we go and I apologize, but they were three doors down. Uh, the Bashirs were three doors down. Um, we had um, Charlie Stooks, who at that time was a Los Angeles Ram, I think. Um, but it's such a small community, but the range of versatility, the range of accomplishment, the range of advocacy and activism that came out of this community was very special for our upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning there was always some achievement worthy of pride for that community. And as I said, the population's probably, gosh, it's, it's probably 250 homes in this track, you know, mm-hmm. more or less. And, uh, 
it's it's always been a return place for my family and that my maternal side of the family was there. Mm-hmm. Uh and so we were we were stationed or transitioned every two years maybe. Uh my dad was at Fort Houston, uh where my parents met um mm-hmm. initially. Um and we went from Fort Houston to I think uh Fort Hood, um from Fort Hood to Stuttgart, West Germany so on and so forth. So back to the question about the community. The community, it was, um, it wasn't segregated, I guess, the, you know, it was, mm-hmm. but it was a very, very dynamic community. We, and I'm dating myself in that um, pre-electronic games, <laughs> we, we transitioned sport by way of the season. Mm-hmm. As baseball came in Virginia, the the grass or turf or dirt is so hard that it's it's a tough it's a tough uh, ball to handle on yeah. you know thirty degree weather or whatever yeah. you know we didn't have a lot of uh, we we had our few months of summer but um, you transferred from football to basketball baseball and so on and and the importance of that that I've come to realize. The difference in coaching that I see is that there is a selfishness of the young people. And, and what that means is this. The young people need their bodies to rest. Mm-hmm. So I'm an advocate of playing multiple sports until one just captivates your need to focus on it. And, yeah. and, and again, going deeper into that, your football legs need to rest when you're playing basketball your basketball legs need to rest when you're playing baseball the hand and eye coordination from baseball serves one facet the physicality of football serves another facet the basketball um um what do you call the the they're dancers they're you know they they have such they're in such physical conditioning etc mm-hmm. you know and every the the core is such a base for everything mm-hmm. that kids need to be allowed to transition and rest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But there's such a demand, you know, there's such a demand on the young people mm-hmm. and we'll get further into the discussion with AAU, the selfishness of need for the young people. There needs to be a game plan and a goal. And typically the failures that you hear about, there's no goal, there's no partnership, and there's no game plan. Yeah, yeah no, I uh, I agree. And, and and speaking of AAU, I think um, going back to what you said about you know transitioning kids playing different sports, I think um, you know one of the you know the things that's brought up a lot, conversations a lot about AAU is, you know, particularly like basketball and even other sports is you play the same sport year round, in which you know I think a lot of you know doctors and athletes have kind of attributed that to a lot of injuries yes, to athletes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I'm sorry to cut you off, but one thing that comes to mind is this. There's such inconsistent coverage of the same topics. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is that AAU has a full calendar of sporting events, swimming, volleyball, baseball. And my point of that is you notice all the young people with the Tommy John injuries Mm -hmm. because they're playing year round baseball. Yeah. But there's never the coverage of the young people's tears in baseball as it is about the erosion of the basketball player mm-hmm. or the the lack of integrity of the basketball player but the full spectrum of diving gymnastics as we've seen a lot of um sexual deviance as it relates to you know mm-hmm. that aspect greed is a major part of any negative discussion in any of them mm-hmm. but I go back to the Tommy John surgeries. I'm a baseball advocate, and I love baseball. It's probably my my most favorite sport is baseball. It's 
I enjoy sitting, recognizing each individual's, each individual pitch, creating everything that it should be for that, you know, um, hit or score or, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to focus. And, And our young people today, they're, they're instantly gratified so they can't sit to learn the rules if they've not been in baseball early. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to multi-sport athletes, though, um, you know, as we talk about this, I, I looked up a stat here on USA Today talking about high school sports, and it says 71% of D1 men's football players were multi-sport athletes growing up, 88% of D1 men's and 83% of D1 women's lacrosse players are multi-sport athletes, mm-hmm. and 87% of women and 91% of men who are runners in Olympic sports and in D1 colleges um, are multi-sport athletes. Why do you yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you, Why do you think people that seem to It seems like when they're younger, T, when they focus on only one sport, I don't know. Maybe they get burnt out. Um, it, that might have something to do with it. Maybe shed a little light on that for us. It, it, it's a multifaceted answer in that most families and parents want their child committed or scheduled to something weekly, daily, every hour. So. The commitment to their child being scheduled has a lot to do with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the The gratification that comes with your child being a high achiever in something is pushed early. Um, and, and, and more importantly, I think it comes down to the socialization of people and kids and, and families that allow the different um, entries into these sports. Yeah. So it's, uh, hmm. it's, it's, it's family scheduling. Yep. It's, um, early recognition of interest or, uh, not just the interest. What are you good at? Yeah. Um, you have a lot, and especially in our community, Newport beach has a blending as I'll say of high achieving parents groups mm-hmm. so you have six foot seven six foot six six foot five you know the mom's a volleyball player the dad's a superstar swimmer yeah. and they cross blend you know they're they're and they're getting bigger better and the parents want to introduce them they want to introduce them mm-hmm. and again i think as a parent your focus on your child's direction is thought about very early. Yeah. What what are they going to do? Yeah. What are the attributes and you know what can I do in steering them going back to your question to something that supports their greatness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as we talk about like, you know, multi-sports sport athletes and you, you did multiple sports, you know, now looking at, you know, your career, you're involved in education and and even in real estate, how much you attribute you playing multiple sports and doing, being, you know, diverse and all of those things to now what you do, was it something that was just already a part of who you were or was it? I think it was the sign of the times and it was the. It was the environment that I grew up in, meaning the American Youth Association, or AYA, mm-hmm. had a setup at each um, fort or each location that we moved to. So you were enrolled in it, um, and it was just a part of an outlet for your family. Mm-hmm. And you had some of the greatest athletes, you know, from all over the world at any given time in a different, whether domestic or international location. And you played whatever the sport was. And as it related to your your family's interest. But I don't know if it really gave, I, I think my 80s, my ADD had more to do with what I'm doing now than the initial byproduct of what supported me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, my, my folks, they, they, 
provided direction. They wanted to create leadership and the responsibility that came from doing it the way that they wanted it done has led to some opportunities for me. Mm -hmm. I think kind of moving away from the question, not caring about a perspective of someone outside of who I am or what my goal is allowed me to possibly learn things or be introduced to things or doing things that maybe some people will be discouraged from doing because of thoughts or perspective of others. Mm. Um, So back to your question, I think I've been extremely lucky. Um, If you ever see me any place and you ask how I'm doing, and I'll tell you that I'm blessed. I'm Mm. blessed because of the many opportunities of growth and development that I've either done okay with or I've excelled in or I've just had the opportunity. Yeah. And everybody can't really say that, you know. For sure. Yeah. That's a really cool thing. Let's um let's jump a little bit into AAU here, T. Yeah, let's do it. And Coach Hall, one of the probably one of the most talked about things in AAU basketball and something that we've heard a lot, uh, and especially me and Terrell working here and in, uh, in the Christian school here, uh, having a gymnasium, uh, interested in maybe having some AAU tournaments. And from some of the conversation from parents and a few people that we've heard is, is some people have said that AAU is just kind of a, a cash grab. Um, that's, that's what it's all about. Guys just want to be involved in it and they want their money. They don't care about the kids. That's, that's what they want. Um, what is your opinion on that? Have you maybe, have you experienced that? Uh, have you seen that in some people and not in others? Where where do you kind of see that falling? I need your help in keeping me online with this topic because <laughs> I may tangent off and away. Okay. okay. So there are restaurants in our community. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're awful restaurants, right? Yeah. You stay away from them. They're quality restaurants. You go to them, right? Yeah, easy, easy on the table there. You're Sorry, a little bit. I, I, I would like for he's us, getting excited. I'm I'm really really interested in this question. Take it out on the table. Um, I think the perspective of goal setting. I think the perspective of self direction mm-hmm. determines your feedback of someone's perspective of the good or bad of the amateur athletic union. It's 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 set up to do. The right thing. Mm-hmm. I think that you've got parents that are highly incentivized by things that you or you are not incentivized by. I think that the the I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how to talk about Charles Barkley and I've heard Charles, I've heard Kobe, I've talked I've heard other people talk about it the and the reason that they talk about it the way that they talk about it is because you have young people and families trusting people that may the perspective on your peripheral view of them may not be great Hmm. your perspective on what's called what's shady um in my life, I've been around some people that have polished their presentation and been very underhanded. Mm-hmm. Um, the Amateur Athletic Union, as the acronym um, is for, is set up for young people to excel, young people to be tested, and young people to be, um, again, measured. If you're not going into it with that in mind, you're going to have a sour interpretation. So let's get back to the different perspectives of it, the cash grab. Well, it's a team sport where you have to have multiple setups or multiple teams to create a tournament uh, What do you, bracket. Yep. Mm-hmm. So... Each leader is not refined. 
each leader is not the same in that you've got some coaches I wouldn't let my um I wouldn't let my dog play for them. I've got a beautiful uh, Maltese. I wouldn't let my dog play for some you of these people. You wouldn't let them be like Air Bud. No. Again, <laughs> but if we walk out of if if we walk out of Liberty, if if we walk out, walk out of Newport Christian, there's some very toxic language being used. There's some very inappropriate language being used. Mm-hmm. It's 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 our it's it's life. Yeah. Um, the cash grab I think is very difficult because there's entry fee. There is entry fee for parent participation to view their child. Yeah. Well, when you come to the high school game, you pay as well to get in, right? Mm-hmm. You're not banging your hand on the table saying how unfair that is. You've played teams. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> You've played teams where the, where the mannerisms of the other coach is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we have... If you don't have a goal, if you're not realistic about why you you would want to participate, you're going to be introduced to some fabrics that we all strive to possibly stay away from. And what that means is you, you, you've, you've got families that don't have, quote, balance, meaning the a- athletics is 80% focused Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well the 20 percent academically is an issue yeah if you have another parent that's 80 percent academically focused well your child can't dribble a ball so there has to be a focus on preparation there has to be a focus on measurement and there has to be a focus on the acquisition or the the creation of the team so it's a creation it's a measurement and it's um i forget the third that i'm talking but you you've got to measure them yeah Mm -hmm. okay so with that said when your child when your child excels in their academic process and progress your teacher sees it your child sees it and you see it when your child or your team goes to a quote AAU tournament and they're not prepared, everyone in the gymnasium sees it. Yep. It's published. You're ranked number 150 and you play the number one team. There's no sportsmanship. I think that's the key in national junior basketball. I'll use as a local participating um, program. Um, even in, in uh, the, Newport Christian um, um, conference. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some parody, um, but there's sportsmanship. You got there. There is a bylaw that talks about sideline antics. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. So so I think staying on task. There's a difficulty with the lack of alignment to maintain a sense of equal. Yeah. Or a sense of measurable likeness. It's not there. If if you can't stop the other team from scoring on you, your team's going to be humble. And that's the way you have yeah. to take it. But some people equate humble to any of the words you want to use. And I think I think when they when when I hear cash grab, I think of two areas. Number one, and you've you've touched on that, the the program. They look at it as the, the person running that program. And I know from experience, you know, um, I, I coached the high school team here. Many of our boys this year, because of COVID, didn't end up, but they were, they were playing for you. And uh, because Can I I'm, interrupt you? Yeah, yeah, go for it. What a proud moment. You, you guys have a commitment to make. You have a commitment to either, is the word par- parochial, to stay a good old guy group? you know, a good Christian team or become the juggernaut that you can be. You've got a great core of kids that needs the proper training through the repetition. That's not done from December to March. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, for sure. No. And I agree. And I know from experience, I know what the kids were paying, playing for you. And I know you keep costs very low. And I know just from 
conversations I've had with you, you're very intentional about making AAU available for everyone. And so I think that's beautiful. So I think the second thing is, though, like you said, referencing the restaurants, there are good and there are bad. Yes. I think a lot of people have experience with the upcharge and then the low development level. That's a problem. And then the second problem, I think, is why people say it's a cash grab is because of the tournaments. You, You hit on that a little bit. I think it's these parents are paying all this money for their kid to play for this team, and maybe that coach is fully invested. And then they go to this tournament, and then they pull in. They pay parking. They walk in the gym. They pay for that. Uh, they pay for every game their child's a part of, or they get a weekend pass that is you know, a high rate, $30, $40, or whatever it is. And after that, everything adds up. So it's almost like this. We pay all this money for AAU for them to play with this coach, with whoever it is, and then every tournament we go to, we're just stacking more and more on. I think that's where the cash grab would come from, if, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. To you. But I think that's- the, the, the difficulty that I have with the response is that I have to let you finish to respond to you. And this is the issue that they have. Do they know how long it's going to take for that child to measure up to the standard that they have? Yeah. Okay. So what typically happens, guys, is that you have young people that enter the environment late. So it's almost like bringing a seventh grader to a university class and you have to get private tutoring to help them catch up, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same, but you don't realize how slow that process is. Why? Because they want it now. Yes, sir. Yeah. And see, the unfairness to the assessment of that is an unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. or goal. Mm-hmm. So the, the cost of liability, the cost of maintaining these venues have to pretty much take advantage of all the aspects of entrepreneurship that comes with those venues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the unfortunate part about it is it's not a inexpensive investment. Um, tennis, you'll have lessons. Tennis, you've got to pay that country club. Tennis, you've got to travel not by car. You've got to travel by flight. Yeah. So the perspective that you have, a lot of times the director for the tennis club doesn't look like the, the director from that gym facility. And it's just, it, it, it's just life. It's just life. But it goes back to, and I wanted to kind of, I wanted to be able to respond specifically to the three questions. One was the, the payment to um, invest in their preparation. Well, if your child's a decent academic, and I have so many analogies for my children or my student athletes. They're special because they have to go home after practice and do homework and maybe chores or eat where the academic goes home, does homework, and does electronic games. Well, the student athlete is special because he has to do what the regular guy does, the guy that tells the jokes in class, and he's got to practice. If a parent is only allowing two days a week, well, Jimmy's only going to improve. How long would that take? Yeah, just a few hours. Even to increase your, I don't know if we practice cursive writing anymore. Because of computers, but to another analogy is, guys, I hope that your penmanship is the same from first grade. And I think I told you guys this before. Hopefully your penmanship has changed from first grade to seventh. Why? You've got six years to change. But let's go back to let's go back to some of the misnomers. The misnomers are um, the liability insurance is extremely expensive. Um, and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a issue because 
unfortunately, like the restaurant, they have to carry those costs down and we have to pay for them. Mm -hmm. But I, I think the biggest issue is an unrealistic understanding of the miracle work that comes from your child being able to improve. How quick and how willing are you? And let's go back to the thing that we talked about, about your team losing very badly and everyone seeing it. And you tell yourself, why am I paying all this? And we can't win a game. Mm -hmm. Kobe Bryant, before he passed, I think there was a commentary where he talked about his team lost to a team by something and they beat him by 108 points and everybody talked about his team. But he made that group practice seven days a week. Mm -hmm. What you know? What's most most important to you? Is it developing the star player or is it developing a, you know a, a solid team? What's most important to me is the trust, the relationship, and the learning that I do as well as my student athletes. Hmm. What that means, because I have coach on my title, doesn't mean that I. I'm right. Mm -hmm. John Ruiz has an older brother who taught me a lot. And he's one of John's one of your players. John Ruiz yeah. is one of my players. Mm -hmm. And he has a brother just above him who taught me a lot because of his personality and his style of learning. This is very critical. Tactical, audio, Visual are three styles of learning, and you have to learn which one of those your child or student athlete does best at. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in touch with the three of those, you're not getting the best out of that player. So your question was, what am I looking for? I tell my, my team early on, I'm trying to coach a perfect game. So if you get in a hissy for scoring 50 points and you miss the free throw that could win the game, I'm going to coach that focus or that miss or, you know, that pass that you didn't do. No matter how great you did preceding the last two minutes of the game and any player that's ever coached, that's ever played for me, I want you to ask him, when does the game start and what's the most important part of the game? They're going to tell you the last two minutes. Hmm. Why is that? Because the strategy, the, the success and failure of anxiety, emotion, preparedness, it all comes to the light with a missed free throw with five seconds left in the game. Mm. with a pass that's thrown out of the way because you didn't have the sight of someone because you're not counting the five seconds with the inbound pass. So Phil Jackson mastered his team's closing out quarters, halves, and games. Number 23 guarded the best player at the last quarter of every game. You're going to notice our number 23 for the Los Angeles Lakers guarding the best player in the last minutes that count. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that shout out. I just want to let you know. Diehard Laker fan. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I'm glad you're here, Coach Hall, actually, because yeah. I, got, I got T over here hating <laughs> yeah. on the Lakers every episode. I, I've I come appreciate to appreciate you. him very much. And let me help you learn I'm about this. I'm glad you didn't mention the name, at least. Well, you know what? Because it's greatness. <laughs> Should it's we just greatness. call him the GOAT? Or? And, and, and the last two minutes of the ball game, take value in that, mm. viewing these professional games that come up. Yeah, because, I mean, it's the old adage, you know, it's not how you start, it's, it's how you finish. And I, and I like how not, you said that. 99% of the coaches don't coach that way. And, we're, and so we're going to take a little sidestep here and, and move on to our next topic. And as we were okay. talking, you mentioned J.R. Smith. You know, he's playing, you know, playing at the NBA level. Mm -hmm. um, and really what we kind of want to talk about, you know, is AAU and getting to the next level and playing to the next level. And I think a lot of, you know, like you said, misnomers, parent, you know, or, or, or confusion by parents and even players is, when we talked about the cash grab is put my, I'm going to put my kid in AAU and it's going to translate them to playing at the next level. Um, you know, what are your, what's your take on that 
Um, I mean, I kind of, you kind of talked about repetition and stuff, but it's preparedness. And uh, again, um, you've got to put your child or your student athlete in a situation that serves them and test them. The volume of participation in the amateur athletic union is large. The 1% that excels out of that pool, they have to test against one another. So the talent, bless us, that we have at Newport Christian, I don't see one that will can go with EYBL or you know one of the large Nike or Adidas mm-hmm. or there's not one of us one of these kids that can play with them so I don't care how much you spend you, you're not prepared yeah and so the, the 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 misnomer is that my my thought is such that you, you have an unrealistic expectation no, my thought was you create what's called jumpers. Jumpers are people that come to your program and don't find the expectation that they want acceptable and they jump to another team. Well, they jump to another team with the same flaws. And by the way, you're going to a team um, with those same flaws with nine players even better than the nine that you just left hmm. with a coach who could care less because if you're a Nike sponsored Adidas sponsored team if you don't win they stop giving you shoes so the the, the key to it goes back to your goal setting how tall is is Billy's dad or mom did Billy start playing at three years old yeah. So I'd love to be I'd love to have the conversation with someone that has had a bad experience. They're either either a jumper, they have a child under five foot five, or they didn't have the patience and tolerance for forcing or going to a program that gave them measurable metrics weekly, monthly, or quarterly. In the game, Billy, you're shooting two out of ten shots. Where you're getting ten shots, you got to make, well, that's 20%. That's a failure in academic settings. Does the parent know that? (laughs) Yeah. Two out of ten fails in everything. Yeah. In baseball, you're you're a Hall of Famer at 300. 300 (laughs) batting average, right? Yeah. So it's... Interesting. I was just looking up some 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 stats here as you were talking because I was interested to see NBA players, um, their history of playing in, in AAU, and it seems like every year it just it takes even more of a jump, where even now overseas play overseas players are playing AAU basketball and it's they're coming over here and joining teams and it seems to be even more prevalent every year. There's a, a larger number to where now. Um, I'm looking at at the past two or three drafts. I I can't find not even one player who didn't play not one. basketball. Not, not one. one. And 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 the reason that you have that is because again, good plays with great. Mm-hmm. And you're having the migration from overseas because there's no fallacy. They're not forcing. Because of whatever their perceived issue, these young people overseas are going to basketball academies. There's not any math or science. They're going to uh, is it what's the Dallas Maverick Luca? Luca. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he played AAU because he started playing professional at like 12. No, no, but that's my point. But see, (laughs) it's it's not AAU. But there's no fallacy about an academic Uh setting, or there was no fallacy of putting him somewhere that takes away that 24 hours. Now, here's a tangent. Each student athlete has 24 hours of his day. He sleeps eight. He eats three. That's 11. He goes to school eight. What do you got? Three hours. Something like that, right? Yeah. What are you doing with those three hours? You got basketball practice. You got homework. 
What do you have? Video games. But that's my point. <laughs> so, true. so that gentleman that we talked about from Dallas, at 12 years old, he didn't go to somewhere f- being a fraud about the academic. He he played with men at 13. Yeah. So repetition was heightened, and he got his repetition early. Mm. Well, they even say that in school. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard it since I was a kid. What's the key to learning? Repetition. Repetition is the key to learning. So wh- whether you're in the classroom, you're on the court, you're on the field, you're anywhere, if you're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to develop, repetition is the key. And, and you, we, we've got to get back to your, your fact-finding. We've got to get back to the point about not finding a young person that's playing in um, AAU or a club program because it's the it's the way that the best get to be tested. Hmm. It's the culture that's been created. When you look at your teams, what's what's one key or important message you try to instill in them and you hope it kind of stays with them? What's kind of either maybe one or two things you kind of repeat over and over again or it's your it's your passion, it's your message with all the kids that have come through your program programs over the years? What's like kind of your main theme or message? You Other than repetition. Other than repetition. <laughs> learning, no, learning the life lessons from yeah. mm-hmm. uh, competition. It's just learning the life lessons. There's several. Yeah. There's so many life's lessons. Uh, I've taken communities of lack of resources and partnered with resourceful communities. You're the same guys. You've, you're seeing through different prisms or different eyes. Don't allow the outside forces to not let you take value in what you're going to learn through life lessons. That's super cool. Competition, competition breeds, um, the accountability. It, it breeds your contributions. It breeds your readiness. It breeds, you know, who you are. Failure exposes us. Success, you know, it dilutes who you are really, but failure is, you learn so much, you know, and unfortunately, there there is another thing that I'm thinking of right now that I've told so many of my young people, that life and our country delves so much into the one thing that you do bad. No matter how much greatness you do, if you have a slip up or if you have a failure in decision making, nobody's going to remember the positive things you've done mm-hmm. recognize that and that goes back to some of our initial stuffs about uh, Mrs. Hall and you know some of the illegal acts that she did in reinforcing my discipline <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't illegal then but now <laughs> it wasn't illegal then that's my point yeah. you know, it wasn't illegal then but it sure got my attention and there were um, she could look at me a certain way and, you <laughs> yeah know, it's, it's, can't, it's don't, don't cross mom yeah so you know again kids with the instant gratification there is no instant success mm-hmm and that's the thing you got to tell your parents. You, you got to be patient. Yeah. Yeah, patience. Well, we're, we're, we're closing up here. This is the last question that I want to ask you here. Oh, man. And I know. Oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we, we um, I, you know, we're definitely going to have to bring you on again. Yeah, we, I, I would appreciate that. We had 15 questions, and we, but we even added a few in there. So okay. we, yeah, we, we, okay. we, we had to add a few in there because it was just, we felt like momentum was picking up. So we, well, I, I appreciate mean, that. Yeah. Conversation has been great. I know I get off target. No, 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 no. It's, it's been great. It's join, yeah. join the club. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we, awesome. we do that often. Um, I guess the, uh, the last question I would have for you is what would you tell a parent who's debating whether or not to put their child in AAU basketball? The quicker, the better. Hmm. Research what you want for your child. Try and partner the same teachings. Because again, young people can hear the same message from a different source and take it and run. So, you know, there are a lot of things that I could tell them. But you've got to know what you want for your child. Do you want them to have fun? Don't go to a competitive program. If you want them to excel, be patient. If you want them to um, achieve some type of college um, 
scholarship. Division three, they call it financial aid, but it's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> I can get any child into a university. It's free. But you, you have to set your own goals. You have to have a consistent expectation of what your own home values are. You can't expect to climb Mount Everest without the correct tools. So, you know, the thing that I would say is expect the worst, prepare for the best. Mm. Like it. Okay. Yep. Stay out of the bad restaurants. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't go to Denny's too That's late. That's right. Stay too out late. of the bad restaurants, man. Yeah. I like and, that. Yeah, well, Coach, thanks for joining us yeah. on today's episode. And, uh, Tell the listeners uh, you're you're a little bit into real estate. Tell them uh, what you got going for for you. What uh, where what the, what where they can find you. You can find me um, at Troy Hall Real Estate, or you can go on my Facebook um, page, uh, Troy Hall uh, Real Estate, or my Instagram, Troy Hall underscore Real Estate. the The interest rates are at an all time low. Yeah, um, call me if you've got anything over four percent. Uh, let's get you at a lower interest rate. Yeah, we got some great lending programs. And we've got some tremendous first-time uh, buyer programs, 3.5%. Uh, lenders credit. Call me. Let me uh, let you know about getting some lenders credits from some of these banks that give you down payment assistance. Um, and if you want to build an investment portfolio, you know, you can give me a call also. I'm, a, uh, I'm going on 13 years, I think. Uh, I've been a realtor since 2007. Uh, and again, my, my license travels the entire state. So beautiful where you are. Please give me a call and a 949-759-2033. Call me. I like that. I like that. Just give it out the cell phone on the show. Give me a call. I answer. I don't have a machine. Call me. Call me. <laughs> That's perfect. I thank you guys very, very much. It is really um, humbling, as I said before. It's This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I hope your listeners gain something from it. Mm. I think they're going uh, to. It's it's much like life. Yeah. Uh, the sports um, community, it mirrors life. Just stay out of the bad restaurants. Stay away from the bad stay restaurants. Out of the if bad they take anything from the episode, yeah. stay out, of the, stay out of the bad restaurants. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, thank you so much, Coach Hall. We really appreciate you coming on. And thank you guys for listening. We will catch you on the next episode. See you later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Water Break. New episodes are released every Monday, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button to be notified when a new episode is available. As you continue to listen to the podcast, we would love to hear from you. If you'd like to get feedback on the show or you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, send an email to waterbreakpod at gmail.com. Once again, that's waterbreakpod at gmail.com. We'll see you on the next episode of Water Break. Stay hydrated.